Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Q&A, episode 18. This time with me is Greenville Triumph forward, Alexander Cox Ashwood. Alex, what's up, man? Hey, Colin, how are you doing? Dude, I'm doing amazing, especially now that you're on here. So, big contract extension. How does it feel knowing uh-huh. you're staying local and with your first team for the next few years? Uh, it feels great, you know, first of all, just being able to keep doing what I've been doing uh, for the past year and just improve basically so yeah just excited for what's coming and getting fit and ready so what is it like staying local in that greenville you know spartanburg anderson area what's it like being around those people Uh, i think the big thing is to keep building on what i started before in my opinion because you know i i know how the team works i know the coaches i know the staff you know i have my routine and it's just now i can focus even more on um, my game. So I'd say that's the big thing of staying local, staying here, knowing what I'm going to get and uh, just being able to give as much as I can. Now you mentioned your routine. How was that shift from college at Anderson to playing in the big leagues? Because you don't have to follow really a set routine like you used to back whenever you were in school. You know, what's that like now? And what does your routine look like? Yeah, I mean, there's this saying, um, fake it till you make it, you know? So um, when I was in college, I was already having the same routine, you know? Being very, you know, you're, you're sleep, getting eight hours of sleep, going regularly to the gym uh, to keep your body fit, going on runs, you know, making sure you stretch after, um, after training. Don't, don't party too much <laughs> yes. and all of the above. So I've been doing it in college already. So n- nothing much changed other than the intensity. That's the biggest change between the college and the professional life. Now tell me about that intensity. What majorly did you see shift intensity wise? So it's definitely in terms of uh, when you're on the field, when you play, it's the speed of play. Uh, you have to think even faster than when you play college. Before you get the ball, you have to know what you're going to do with it. If you have to keep the ball or to pass it straight away. And it's just this, I'd say like 0.5 second to one second quicker thinking that you need, but it doesn't wow. sound much, but it's huge. It's a huge difference. And uh, that, that's what I would say uh, for intensity. What has the difference between the opponents been like from you know, you went to college at Lander and then you transferred to Anderson. You know, what have those opponents been like then compared to now? Obviously, the intensity's bumped up since then as mm-hmm. well. But what's the change like? Yes, apart from the intensity, it's, I'd say, all of the above, you know, like bigger, faster, stronger, mm-hmm. uh, more technical. So you have to be yourself bigger, faster, yes. <laughs> stronger, more technical, you know, so... I think what you need to bring to your game is a lot of focus, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're not focused, that's when you can be in trouble. Uh, so you need to be even more focused and be ready to to fight. It's it's literally a fight, you know. Now, how have you shifted your game from that college to pro? You mentioned, you know, hitting the gym, going on runs, doing these things. What does your workout regime look like to get you to where you can progress to be bigger, faster? stronger to be able to keep up with the guys in these semi-pro leagues i'd say even though yes gym i was mentioning the gym and all but for me my number one will always be like training on the field Mm -hmm. so if this is going well then i can go in the gym and it's just you know it's not necessarily to especially in season to get bigger but just get stronger you know Mm -hmm. 
So depending on the day, uh, work a different uh, muscle group, you know, if we have multiple days off, maybe hit legs, mm-hmm. nothing too heavy, just to keep them working, keep them running, you know, but I'd say like the, the most important one is on the field. When you train, when you have a ball at your feet, the decision-making being really clean in terms of like your technique, have your percent of success, the highest possible. So I'd say that's the the main part. Now let's go back to your college career for a bit. Why the transfer from Lander University to Anderson? I believe last time we talked, you mentioned a bit about injury. Is that the case? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, so that's the main reason, if not the only reason. So I played, I mean played, I was in Lander for my (laughs) freshman, sophomore year. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, got injured for a year and a half. So only played like half a season of my freshman year. Um, there was some paperwork issues on top of that, but the main thing was the injury. Then came the day when the lender coach told me, um, yeah, I'm cutting your, your scholarship. You know, I'm not, I'm not keeping you. So I had to, to move and I contacted a lot of teams and thankfully coach Z, uh, the Anderson coach believed in me and he said, yes, I'm signing you. I'm giving you a chance. So uh, I still am very, very thankful for it. Um, and I always remember this uh, from him. I'm still really close with him. You know, when I have something to ask, I, mm-hmm. I, I'll call him. If I can see him, I, I love to see him, you know, invite him to, to grab some food. Um, and he was like, yeah, I'll believe in you. So he signed me and uh, it, it went pretty well. So as, as you I can say, tell, that's obviously. Really thankful. Yeah. yeah. Now tell me, how did you feel in that conversation with the lander coach whenever he pretty much was telling you, you know, I don't believe in you anymore? Oh, it, it was terrible. Probably uh, one of the worst, maybe not the worst, but one of the top five worst moments of my life. Wow. But then again, it's also one of the top five best moments because mm-hmm. it shaped me and that shaped my, uh, my mentality, you know? So I was left with two options. Do I give up? Do I go back to France? Do I just do something else? Mm-hmm. Or do I fight and show that I'm worth it, you know? So do you think without that conversation, you would be in the same place as you are now? I think we'll never know. I'd like to think that, you know, uh, life is a lot about being at the right place at the right time. Mm -hmm. So if I had that luck, maybe I would be even in a better place. Mm -hmm. But if I didn't have that luck, I would probably not be where I'm at right now. So I couldn't tell you. Wow. Crazy to think what life throws at you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You mentioned France earlier and the possibility of going home, you know, after that conversation. But now that's not happened, do tell me more about Wittenheim, France. You know, tell me more about your hometown and how you ended up here. Well, this is going to take a bit more time (laughs) to answer because I'm very complicated in my in terms of uh, where I come from. So Wittenheim, France is my hometown. Mm -hmm. This is where. My grandpa was, this is where my mom grew up. This is where my great grandpa was. But me personally, I was born in Kenya because my mom loves traveling. And Mm -hmm. at the time, that's where she was. I didn't stay there long, uh, Mm -hmm. not even a year. Then we moved to French Guiana in South America and we stayed there for seven years. So that was the first seven years of my life. And then my mom was like, hey, uh, let's move somewhere else. So we moved uh, all the way to China. 
So wow. I lived in uh, Shanghai, China for seven years. Mm-hmm. And then just after that, when I was 15, 16, finally went back to France, to Vietnam, and spent my high school over there. Mm-hmm. But even though I was in French Vienna and China, every summer, every winter, I would fly back to that place in France, to Vietnam, you know, to see my grand my grandparents, mm-hmm. to go back to my roots. But then like when I was 15, 16, that's when we came back for good. And all of these to come to answer your question that, you know, my mom was big on me uh, pursuing a, a degree. She wanted me to have a degree mm-hmm. and I loved soccer. And I was like, I want to be a professional, but she was like, mm-hmm. you got to get a degree first. Um, wow. And in France, that's not possible or really hard because mm-hmm. I did one year of university and it was 40 to 45 hours of class a week, you know, Wow. plus homework. And it was really hard. Mm-hmm. And when I was training every day, plus moving, you know, on the weekends when we were playing away, mm-hmm. you go on Saturday, you sleep over there on Saturday, you play on Sunday, like you have no weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't see your family. You don't have time to study. So it, it would just not work. And then I heard about coming to the US where you could get a degree mm-hmm. and still have the opportunity to go pro. And I was like, yeah, I'm in. That, that's what I want. I'm in. Now, you traveled a lot of places. Can you speak fluently? I know you mentioned you were in Shanghai, China. Can you speak yeah. Mandarin? Uh, if I said I could speak right now, I'd be lying. But <laughs> when I was there, I could speak fluently, yeah. Now I've wow. lost a little bit of it, but I can mm-hmm. still kind of pick up a sentence here and there. That's it's honestly very impressive to hear. Wow, I did not know that you did that much traveling. Was it difficult yeah, to yeah. keep training? Wow, because when did you start really your soccer or your football journey? I mean, I, I played ever since I could walk. Mm-hmm. I joined a club for the first time when I was eight years old. Wow. So that was when I was uh, in Shanghai, yeah. So mm-hmm. I was playing over there. So it all began in China pretty much. Yes, it did. Wow. So what was the intensity of the training there, France? And then in America, how do you compare the three? Because you mentioned you mentioned um, the intensity of you know the French training in in academics and also in athletics as well. You know what's the difference? Yeah, I mean you know China it was a bit of a younger age group. Mm-hmm. Um, around that age is just you play, you you have fun. That that's when you you learn um, about how much you love playing the sport. Then when I had to move to to France, that's when the, the real deal started, you know, mm-hmm. it's uh, when you have the pro academies, when, uh, and that I was playing in the highest level in France for my age group. Wow. And I can tell you that some of the players over there are amazing. Like this is one of them that I was playing against regularly. He played for Bayern Munich, you know, he won the Champions, he won the yes. Champions League with them. It's like, he's the real deal. So. Mm. I would say that, yeah, France was really a big awakening. And I'd say, like, of course, the technical part, like, you know, they were so good on the ball. But I think what was even harder is in the head, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. even the players that were in your team with you, if they could, like, break your leg in training to play instead of you, they would do it, you know? Mm. So it was a win at whatever cost. Exactly. It's, like, it's crazy. And in a way, like... You know, I don't think it's such a bad thing because uh-huh. I think the people that are coming out of it are the strongest mentally. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, build, it builds your, your mentality. Like yes. iron sh- sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. And um, 
then I came to the US um, and yeah, it was also a really good level. Of course, the level in France was still higher, but here it, it was really demanding with the classes mm-hmm. and being a student athlete. So I think it was another challenge in terms of mentality as well, because mm-hmm. uh, you had to keep your grades up, but you still have to play and then you want to be the best. So yes. you have to overwork people around you, you know? So I think all of each part of my life brought a different aspect to my mind, mm-hmm. to my mindset, to my mentality, you know, to um, make me become who I am today. So that that's how I would like say if I had to like talk about all three places that uh-huh. I've been at in. So were you always a competitor like you are now? You know, you mentioned the mentality and how being, you know, around the, you know, iron sharpens iron how you were in France and you were around those type of guys. Is that where that mentality started or did you already have that mentality going into things that you Uh, wanted to be the best? Yeah, I've always, like I think I was born like that. I I still have memories where, and it doesn't matter what it is. If I I put my mind to something, I need to be the best, you know? I I have memories when I was like, you know, I was probably seven or six, seven playing cards or ping pong as well with Mm -hmm. my mom. And she would beat me all the time uh-huh. and I would like literally cry and <laughs> hate her. And like, it's that, that's just how competitive I am. I need the competition, you know, yes. uh, I need the competition one way or another in my life. And right now that's exactly what I'm getting. So the big question is, are you still good at ping pong or can your mom still take you down? Uh, oh no, she has no chance. She has right no now. chance. <laughs> She has no chance. She, oh, she, she, she had her days of glory, but now it's over. Now it's over. Her reign <laughs> is done. Now, yeah, exactly. Now, what are your expectations for yourself for the next few years? You know, I'm going to say that, and I think it, it might make a, a few people laugh, but I want to play in the MLS. You know, uh-huh. that's the goal. That's always yes. been the goal. But that's the bigger picture, you know. Um, that's not what I'm thinking of right now. Mm-hmm. What I'm thinking of right now is March 25th, which is our first uh, um, game of the season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's step by step. So now I'm thinking about the first step. But yes, the ultimate goal, the ultimate goal is to reach MLS. And who knows, maybe higher. But MLS would be a good start. That sounds very feasible on your part. You're a very impressive player. And we everybody saw that at Anderson. They're seeing that, at, you know, with the Greenville Triumph now. So, dude, we wish you, we want all the best for you. And I think, I think it's very, very achievable for sure. I appreciate that a lot. Of course. And now here's a segment that we're going to do. It's called rapid fire questions. Okay. Where I just ask you about five random questions and you just answer them as fast as you can. All right. You ready? Ladies and gentlemen, this is rapid fire questions with me is Alexander Cox Ashwood. All right, Alex, if you could live one place in the world for the rest of your life, where would you live? Man, that's so hard. Um, I know. <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll say uh, in the south of France. There we go. If you had superpowers, what would they be? You can choose one. Fly. Has to be. Do you have a unique side hobby that we don't know about? Uh, play the guitar. Really? Yeah. That's super <laughs> sick. I'm going to need you to send me a video of that for sure. Okay, for sure. I'll have to get back into it then. Let's do it. But I do love playing the guitar, yeah. Now, are you more of a breakfast, lunch, dinner, or dessert type of guy? 
breakfast. Breakfast? Breakfast has What's to be. I have to eat my breakfast. If I wake up at 2 p.m., I have to eat my breakfast. <laughs> Now, what's your go-to breakfast? God, you're waking up at 2 p.m.? Man, must be nice. No, I don't. I don't. I don't ever. <laughs> I, woke, I woke up early. But if I wake up at 2 p.m., like first meal of the day, uh -huh. has to be breakfast. Has to be. So what are you um, eating for breakfast usually? So I used to eat like just some toast with like, butter and honey but mm -hmm. I, i switched it up now I'm, i'm eating like um oatmeal with um, yogurt bananas strawberries a bit of peanut butter mm -hmm. a bit of honey and mm. yeah that's my uh, secret formula that sounds delicious and it's obviously working it's obviously working everybody <laughs> needs to take notes now for, <laughs> yeah. for the final question if you were any animal what would you be uh, i think i'd have to choose The lion. The lion was like, that. Uh, as you're like asking me that question, I'm looking um, over my bed and I have this big poster of uh, this lion roaring. And I'm like, I don't know. You know, the lion is, um, uh, is the king and that, that's what I want to be. That's, uh, that's my inspiration. Be. Yeah. So that's why the lion. And a final question. Who is your favorite podcast host slash commentator? Is that even a question? <laughs> It's Colin Covert. Boom! That's it. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Q&A, episode 18. Alex, thanks again, man. Hey, remember, March 25th, game day for the Greenville Triumph. Be there. See ya. Yeah, I'm waiting for you guys there. Thank you, Colin. I appreciate it. Of course, dude.